Hi, this is Rachel McElroy. Hi, this is Griffin McElroy. And this is wonderful. The weather outside may be frightful, but not here, not in this room. That's how it goes. Not in this room, in this room. The Lord will keep you warm and cozy. He's trying to sneak in the Lord anytime we talk about anything. That was the version I learned. No, okay. The weather outside is frightful, but the Lord will save your soul forever. From the, snow. <laughs> the snow is the devil. And that's great because that's year round. You don't you don't even need yeah. you don't even we need wintertime for that. Yeah, you know? it might be too hot outside. That's frightful weather, yeah. if you ask me. I'm not trying to get um sweaty and sunburned. There might be mosquitoes. The weather is almost always frightful if you think about it. There's always something natural out there waiting to get you. <laughs> if you take one thing away <laughs> yeah. from this podcast. But the world is Lord, scary. You got the Lord. Don't even have to sweat mosquitoes, hot, hot mm-hmm. weather, right? Uh-huh. Do you have any small wonders? This is a show where we talk about things we like that's good we're into. Go ahead. Uh, I meant to Google before I said this, so you may break my heart right now. Uh-oh. But the other day, Henry rhymed skeleton with relevance. Mm. Is that from a Dan Bull song? It is. It is. Uh, mm. our, our, our son, Henry, and to be honest, Rachel and I, I think also uh, listen a lot to Dan Bull, who is a... I think he does general sort of video game raps. Uh, a lot it, of Minecraft. But mostly Minecraft. Yeah. And there's a lot of genuine jammers. Anyway, that. Henry really likes rhyming. And I always get really excited when he does it, uh, particularly if there are multiple syllables involved. Yeah. Uh, because I like to think that he has the spirit of a poet. And that just helps me build that fantasy that I have. It's not a fantasy. I think he's got the beautiful spirit of a gentle soul. The beautiful soul of a gentle artist poet, man. Uh, I'm going to say, uh, I should have thought of something, shouldn't I have? I had all the time in the world. You looking around the room right Bottle, now? Bottle, plate, Doritos. <laughs> um, I will say that Jake from uh, Roll for Sandwich, uh, to thank us for poisoning him a couple of times on his, uh, our, our collab, uh, between us and Roll for Sandwich, sent us some nice sauces. And yeah. didn't crack into those because I I figured you know I'm kind of out the hot sauce game, but man, there's this green sauce, the brand of which I don't know off the top of my head that he sent me that I can't stop putting on freaking everything. You know what I did yesterday? So you know how we have that like spicy Parmesan Ooh, one. Too spicy for me. I used that on my pizza crust. Ooh, how was that? That was nice. I bet that one's that was a little too spicy. That green sauce though hits it just right. We also used the Thai chili one the other day too. Yeah. It's anyway, good. thanks for the sauce, Jake. I go first this week. It is snowy out there. DC got hit pretty good. The definitely the most snow we've had since we have lived here. You know, almost a was year, it four inches? Did you figure out? It's like three to four inches okay. uh, deep. But we and we weren't really expecting it quite quite so bad. But it started yesterday. Snowed all day yesterday and most most through the night. Woke up to a veritable winter wonderland out there. It's interesting weather, you know, because. Um, you look at your little phone and it says 40% chance and you think, oh, that doesn't seem like very much. And then you see it's for the entire day. Yeah. And you're like, oh, oh well, that is I, a lot. That is a lot of snow. <laughs> yeah, we got, we got, uh, there's a lot out there. It really is beautiful. Snow day today. Henry's first real like snow day since he's been in school, which is exciting. Uh, and it's got me thinking a lot about sledding. 
uh, yesterday, we had a chance to take the boys out in the snow and play with them for a little bit, which was really nice. We haven't had many chances to do that. Put in stark contrast, uh, I think the first time we did it with Henry was when our house was destroyed by snow uh, living in Austin. And this was, I would say, a much more footloose and fancy-free way of playing with snow in that we came inside and there was heat and water. Uh, which is always <laughs> ideal. Uh, we have a little toy sled we bought at a toy store for like 10 bucks. I pulled them around with that and it just got me thinking about how much I, I like sledding. I, I think it's just great. And it was always sort of the highlight for me of snow days uh, growing up in, in Huntington. Do you have much, do you have any fond, I don't know if as an only child, you didn't really carve up the slopes <laughs> as much. Uh, I have zero sledding experience, I think. There wasn't, I mean, I, mm, there weren't a lot of kids in my neighborhood. Uh, there wasn't really a good hill near me. That's true. Uh, on a snow day, typically transportation is a little difficult. Right. Uh, so I just, I, I, yeah, I don't think I've, I don't know that I've ever sled. But like ever in your life once? Uh, I can't think of a time. Oh man, we got to get out there, babe. You got to no. carve it up. It's, it's a lot of fun. You Hit go the so far. You sit down. You sit down. First of all. Amazing. I've gone skiing a couple times. Awful at it. <laughs> you can't sit. You can't sit famously uh, with skiing. You you must stand. Uh, Unless did I do it la- last year? Did you uh, go sledding when we were in Huntington? We went down Justin's Hill. I know yes, you did. I did a couple times. I don't think I did. I think it seemed like a bad idea. I think you watched. <laughs> it's safe. It's fine. No one's uh, Literally <laughs> no, one, no one's ever gotten hurt sledding. Zero percent of people. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I grew up in Huntington, a short walk from Ritter Park, which is sort of like the big park in Huntington. Uh, and Ritter Park has this big hill that runs up behind it that goes up to the tennis courts you know the dog park is up there the amphitheater is is up there mm. uh and so there's like a road they would clear out so you could get up it pretty easy uh take us like maybe 20 minutes to get all the way to the top and then you can go all the way down this huge just straight up grassy slope wow uh, that is a a good long ride it is i mean you get your money's worth uh but it would always be such a huge deal because everybody in town like knew that this was the hot place to go so people would go and like line up to uh to sled down the hill there would be people who would uh very i would say shrewdly were selling uh hot chocolate uh, at the top (laughs) and then when you reach the bottom you just climb up the steps of the amphitheater to get back up so you don't have to trudge up a shitty snowy hill it was like a it was like a snow park it was a dream st Um, louis had something that was appropriately called art hill and that it was uh next to the art museum uh it was very large hill and people would come from all over the city to go down that's fine again never i don't think i've ever been to the art museum in st louis no i don't think so um Anyway, it was a huge deal. It was a lot of fun. I have a lot of very fond childhood memories of that. Seeing like kids from school who I wasn't particularly close with, but like when you see them at sledding, it's like, me too. Like I'm also, <laughs> we're both kids and we're doing the same stuff. So maybe Normally we don't have anything in common. We have nothing to talk about. we are about. both sledding in this moment. Uh, like Rachel mentioned, la- not last Christmas, but Christmas 2022, we went to Huntington and there was a 
great, great deal of snow that happened. And we went sledding behind the house, uh, behind Justin's house, uh, Justin and Sydney's house. Uh, I guess Charlie and Cooper live there also. Yeah, and they have uh, a couple cats. They got a couple cats. That's everyone. This isn't the census. I don't know why you come <laughs> here for this. Uh, we went down the hill. It was Henry's first time sledding, and he just really lit up. This was at a fun age where he started to get kind of like braver about um, like, you know, outdoor adventurous stuff. Yeah, all the way peer from, like, pressure finally working on it. Peer him. pressure finally cr- cracked the egg, uh, and he had an amazing time, and I did too, and it was a lot of fun, and I thought you had gotten in on that also but you didn't did gus do it gus is so small no no, no. as i recall there is a fence and pretty much i hit it a yeah times. in order to stop you hit the fence it and works I, and i thought eh. but here's the thing that's great is when you fall down there's a lot of activities from my youth that do not fucking hold up if i never go on a slip and slide again for the rest of my life i'm fine with that <laughs> yeah. because when you're 10 years old and your ribs are not yet fully formed and there's some give to them uh-huh. it's fine you hit the you hit that's your that's nature's shock absorber your rib cage as an adult no such luck my, something happens to you every summer though where you suggest we buy a slip and slide for the kids not for me jesus i did it when i was like in college there's actually uh, uh pictures we were with oh god this i think we were with the smurls yeah i mean the picture is of you and travis and riley yes uh and Travis and I were like too old then. This was when I was like twenty two <laughs> years old, maybe, just shattering my my sternum uh, every time that I threw myself down. Sliding though, you fall down, you land Snow. in soft powder, and, yeah. and it's cold, but it's like it's pretty safe, and uh, that's just amazing. Uh, so sledding, it has existed obviously forever basically people who have lived in snowy areas realize like dinosaurs flat stuff flat stuff go fast i would not put it past a dinosaur with like a particularly broad foot sliding its foot across the snowy ground and being like hey guys check this shit out oh, it's um, like if tim allen were a dinosaur thank <laughs> thank <laughs> thank you um, ancient Egyptians also used sand sledges to move huge things across the desert for construction uh which very clever uh obviously there's infinite variations on the sport of sledding the most famous of which being the luge and the skeleton and the bobsled uh in the winter olympics all of which i really enjoy watching Mm -hmm. what's your favorite of those three not skeleton for me skeleton's too scary uh i like luge you like luge Mm -hmm. i think i do too Mm -hmm. i think i like luge too bobsled's cool but it's like i feel like We've perfect. We've solved for bobsled. Yeah, like bobsled. The difference between racers is always like point zero 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 six seconds. It's hard to tell like who's crushing it. But on a luge, it's like god dang. There's also something I enjoy uh, when people wear tight clothes and they vibrate on top of each other. I guess. Wow, not what I was expecting you to say in that sentence, but you <laughs> did it, and we're all here for it. Um, there's a version of sledding called backcountry sledding which involves a little sled that you ride on your knees, almost like a little uh, kayak. It's like uh, sort of kayak-shaped, only much, much smaller. It's more sort of maneuverable than a sled, so you can kind of tilt back and forth holding onto the sides to like really carve. So you can use it to go through like more densely sort of like wooded 
hills and like get through trees. You can also do tricks on it. I watched a compilation of people doing jumps and it seems really fun, but like probably very exhausting and slightly more dangerous than normal old sledding. And then of course some ski resorts allow for tubing, which is just sledding on an inner tube. Yeah. Um, And they do that on special tubing hills. On one of those youth group church ski trips uh, I went on at one point, I was so sore and my butt was like encrusted with ice. Like it was, I had gotten so much snow down my pants that it formed a perfect (laughs) butt uh, when I went to the restroom. And so I was like, I'm not doing that anymore. And I did tubing instead of the time of my life. (laughs) It's just like sledding, but a a little bit faster. Um, There's also something called ice blocking, which is apparently very regional. The the only places I could find it happening on any kind of organized level was in California. It's kind of like sledding in reverse where you sit on like an ice block uh, and you slide down a grassy hill on a somewhat warm day. Interesting. It has to be kind of warm because the ice has to melt in order for it to get slippery. And the ice blocks are like specially made where they'll like freeze ropes into the wow. ice block so you can like hold on to it and slide down a Did hill. Did you see where they do this? California. Um it's big state. I, I mean, I wish I could get more. I assumed there. Minnesota. This seemed like a, like a real wholesome Minnesota activity. It does seem like a wholesome Minnesota activity. Um, I don't like that. There's no snow in ice blocking. And so it's like when you fall down, does the ice block crush you? Maybe. No one is quite sure. Um, I just, I, I, I really, really enjoy how accessible sledding is i we we have this sled now that is very cheap and works very well very slippery i will say but when i was a kid i remember one time going to ritter park i didn't have a sled because it had broken it's like one of those cheap plastic discs and it just fucking snapped yeah um but i took a cardboard box and it worked great also that's all you need can you see me a little stinker a little charlie brown just whoop zooping down in my cardboard (laughs) Cardboard box box. (laughs) Uh, I think most sort of snow play activities are great, but sledding, I think, takes the cake. And it, I, I really would like to go sledding with you. I yeah. don't know how we make that happen. I mean, there's got to be a hill. I could just take you outside. This thing's got a, the sled we have has a rope on it. I could just tow you around the neighborhood for a little bit. I mean, we live close to a, a very large number of hills. There's got to be one. There has to be that one. That people go to. That adults that adults go. I'm going to Google, where's the adults only ski? I mean, hill? what you do is you put a kid in there with you and then it's like not even about you. That's true for so many things. <laughs> Can I steal you away? Yes. Griffin? Yeah. You know what's a shame? What? Is that when you order uh, meals to be delivered to you, they can only be for dinner. That's true because of the law. But wait, wait, what's this coming across our desk? The law is different now? (laughs) It's factor. These rebels are operating outside the boundaries of food law. (laughs) Factor has breakfast. They have midday bites. They have smoothies. Uh, There's lots of stuff you can get with Factor. What other things can you get with Factor? Well, I'm looking at this menu right now. They got a lot of tasty little options for you. I'm talking about artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. Did you even know that butter could be tomato? (laughs) Not me. Shredded chicken and loaded mashed taters. With I changed the word. They say potatoes, but I said taters, precious. With mushroom <laughs> gravy, smoked cheddar, uh, bacon, and Parmesan broccoli. Uh, this this menu is out of sight, and my mouth is just watering looking at these glossy JPEGs of tasty food. 
So head to factormeals.com slash wonderful50 and use code wonderful50 to get 50% off. That's code wonderful50 at factormeals.com slash wonderful50 to get 50% off. It can be intimidating trying to roll with the console cowboys in cyberspace. Um, there's always the worry that maybe they know something that you don't vis-a-vis um, website design or website functionality, and you think, that I could never be that. I could never be among their illustrious ranks. Griffin, if I wanted to build a website where I ranked my favorite episodes of Ghostwriter, would I be able to do that? Well, first of all, it would be the same list as everybody else's with the Julia Stiles <laughs> episode at the top. But yes, you can do that with Squarespace. It's the all-in-one platform for building your brand and growing your business online. Every Squarespace website and online store comes with a suite of integrated features and useful guides that help maximize prominence among search results. Do you want to have special functionality, like maybe a members-only VIP club section of your website? You can do that. Do you want to sell stuff? Yeah, you can do that too. Do you want to have an online scheduler so that people, you can, you can sell uh your time yeah you can do that also anything is possible that's um there for the commercial the super bowl commercial they had that was my voice yelling anything is possible in the wow background. yeah not a lot of people know that hey head to squarespace.com slash wonderful pod for a free trial and when you're ready to launch use offer code wonderful pod to save 10 percent off your first purchase of a website or domain Most of the plants humans eat are technically grass. Most of the asphalt we drive on is almost a liquid. The formula of WD-40 is San Diego's greatest secret. Zippers were invented by a Swedish immigrant love story. On the podcast Secretly Incredibly Fascinating, we explore this type of amazing stuff. Stuff about ordinary topics like cabbage and batteries and socks. Topics you'd never expect to be the title of the podcast. Secretly Incredibly Fascinating. Find us by searching for the word secretly in your podcast app. And at MaximumFun.org. I'm Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen. And together we are The Flophouse, a long-running podcast on the Maximum Fun Network, where we watch a bad movie and then talk about it. And because we're so long-running, maybe you haven't given us a chance. I get it. But you don't actually have to know anything about previous episodes to enjoy us. And I promise you that if you find our voices irritating, we grow endearing over time. Perhaps you listened to one of our old episodes and decided that we were dumb and immature. Well, we've been doing this a while now. We have become smarter and more mature and generally nicer to Dan. But we are only human, so no promises. Find the Flophouse on MaximumFun.org or wherever you get podcasts. Okay, my thing this week yes. takes us from outside play okay. to inside play. Uh, I prefer this. And that is the ball pit. Oh, yes. All right, yeah, oof, this is a toughie. Because I think there's a big distinction between the private, and this is bougie. <laughs> this is bougie and privileged. We have our own ball pit. We might have a ball pit. It is not a fancy ball pit by and any stretch of the And there isn't nearly enough balls in it. No, not not nearly <laughs> enough. Rachel recently bought more. Do you want to tell the story of you trying to restock? Yeah, I mean. How big? It, it's We have a kiddie pool, Yeah, it's basically the size of a kiddie pool. Uh, and we had, a, we had collected a 
pretty large number of balls, but not enough to fill this thing. And so I was looking online and I thought, I have no idea how many balls I need, but I'm, I'm scared to get like 200. That seems like way too many. And I was like, you know what? I'll just get 50. Nothing. Did nothing. It was <laughs> nothing. like a drop can't even in a tell. bucket. You can't tell. Same level. <laughs> yeah. I agree. I'm saying after COVID times. Yes. I mean, we're still in COVID times, but after the bad COVID-19 times, I look at ball pits with a little bit of a stink eye now. I actually, I, I talk about that at the end of my my segment, oh, how sorry. I read a whole article that was like, will we ever get in ball pits again? I mean, I can say <laughs> a, like empirically, <laughs> I'm here, yeah. Yeah, I'm here from the future to tell you yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I wasn't sure if I would find anything about this, right? Because it's like, tell me about slide. Like, you know, ball pit to me feels pretty... Uh, rudimentary. I don't know. Slide is a simple mechanical object. Ball pit mm-hmm. feels like a distinctly human, like a product of human That's civilization. That's true. That's true. Uh, okay. So they, there is a, a man who is credited with the invention of what they called the ball crawl. Uh, that is Eric McMillan. Um, the first ball pit. Uh, or ball crawl he installed was in 1976 at Sea World Captain Kids World in San Diego. That's may, that's way later than I thought you were going to say. Also, ball crawl sounds like a new single from the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> it's the Yin Yang Twins featuring LMFAO ball crawl, summertime hot. About about ballrooms, right? It's about no testicles. I imagine. And oh. Loot stuff. Huh. Yeah, they get they get blue. They work blue, the Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> uh, a lot of people. So he kind of rose to fame in 1971. He was appointed chief designer of Ontario Place, which was a project that included a park, a theme park, the world's first IMAX theater, uh, on the newly built artificial islands just off the Toronto waterfront. Okay. Um, but. What he identified one of the, like, quote, mistakes was, was that there was not, like, a lot of kid activities. Yeah. Uh, So he created the Children's Village, which uh, at the time had huge rope nets, soft pyramids, uh, hanging tunnels, and an enormous air mattress. That sounds dope. Yeah. All that stuff sounds great. Uh, So he kind of became the, like, leader in, in, in soft play. Uh, And so thus the ball pit in 1976. Uh which had, guess how many balls? I mean, d- did you say the dimensions of the pit? <laughs> are you? If you tell this? me the dimensions of are the pit, are you going to do this precisely? Yeah, it's like a ma- like a problem, like a math problem. I don't, I don't know the dimensions of the pit. We'll say okay. It's probably what like fifteen feet by eight feet, probably a foot and a half deep. I'm going to say there was. 8,000 balls inside of it. 40,000 balls. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. That's so many balls. I'm sorry I didn't have the dimensions for you. I- I'm sure you would have gotten okay. it. I exactly. Can, I can work backwards from 40,000 balls. Okay. 40,000 balls is next year's single for the Union <laughs> Twins. <laughs> the band has 20,000 members. Uh, so this is... Th- <laughs> this is an article from Vox.com in 2019... Uh, and they are talking just kind of about the whole beginning of the ball pit. And they include uh, a quote from this gentleman, Eric McMillan, about how he got the idea for the ball pit. 
Was this before or after he'd been stricken with ball madness after seeing and comprehending 40,000 balls? You will never guess this. Okay. Uh, so he was working with a team uh, trying to come up with ideas for San Diego, as I mentioned, the uh, uh, SeaWorld right. kids location. Uh, and he said, uh, quote, there was a jar of onions and we were sort of saying, Wow. About if you could crawl through those, cool. And then, ding! We decided to try it. I'm imagining pearl onions. First of all, <laughs> yeah, I don't I'm think assuming. one has a. That would be a pretty big jar if we were talking about full size Vidalias. <laughs> he goes on to say, like, uh, people just went crazy about it. Thank God for those onions. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it is impressive. I think it takes a very special, unique mind to look at a, a jar of pearl onions and say, oh, you know that new SeaWorld exhibit we were talking about? What if we did 40,000 balls? That's such a that's such a long leap, it seems to me. Yeah, I wonder if they did what I did and they bought like 100 balls and we're like, nope. That's, that's probably what happened. They <laughs> were like, oh, enough. sure, I know, we'll get 100 balls. And they put it on the ground. They're like, shit, this is <laughs> nothing. 200? I don't. <laughs> uh, so what we're more familiar with is the 90s, uh, which is when the ball pit became kind of the staple of any like family-oriented restaurant. Your Chuck E. Cheese, your Billy Bob's. Yes, exactly. Um, This is also because for most of the 20th century, arcades were seen as kind of seedy and linked to gambling and racketeering. Yes. And so places like Chuck E. Cheese were a response to that. Like, here's a safe place. Right. Also, the whole idea of indoor play, like it's, it's contained, like you don't necessarily have to worry as much about people rolling up and, and messing with your kids. Like they've got to go through a process to get in the building. Right. You know? They have to fight ch- Charles Cheese. Uh-huh. Charles Cheese does security at uh-huh. every location. Uh-huh. And how does he do that? Pit fighting. He's a strong brawler type. Every person that enters has to fight Mr. Cheese? Adults. If you're an adult. If you're a grown-up, you can't go to Chuck E. Cheese unless you have a report card. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a report card with uh-huh. enough A's on it, you can get into Chuck E. Cheese. And you get a personal pan pizza. What if that's the tack they took instead of saying, bring in your report card. Do you remember this? Chuck E. Cheese, you can bring your report card. They give you give you tokens if you got good grades. Oh, yeah. I don't remember that. Okay. Well, it was a thing and I fucking cleaned up. Um, but they should have made it so that you can't come in unless you have a good report, <laughs> unless you have a good report card. Just a bunch of parents standing outside the window trying to watch their child uh-huh. from the sidewalk. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I wanted to quickly mention is, of course, the McDonald's play place. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize this. Uh, so in the 90s, McDonald's play places had become so successful, they launched a standalone brand of indoor playgrounds called Leaps and Bounds. I th- I feel like I watched a defunct land about this or something. Yeah, this debuted in Naperville, Illinois, 1991, uh, and they the merged leaps and bounds in 1994 with Discovery Zone, right? Which I remember, right? Uh, I just thought that was interesting that like this fast food restaurant was like, you know what else we should do? Yeah, <laughs> totally unrelated to food of any kind. Well, I mean, it brought in the. It brought in children and communities True. who didn't have access to a lot of uh, playgrounds. So it, it is one of the more sort of, uh, I don't know, I guess brilliant maneuvers of the McDonald's Corporation. Uh-huh. 
Uh, so 2020, as you mentioned, uh, ball pits everywhere right. went dark. Uh, nobody, nobody's playing in a ball pit during uh, the height of the coronavirus right. uh, situation. And this article in the Washington Post was all like, I can't imagine ever getting a ball pit again. Uh, but what they talked about was the color factory uh, yeah. and what they do. Uh, they have a ball pit washing machine for the balls. Uh, and then they have uh, sanitizing before and after people enter the pit. So it's like a disinfectant fog, similar to the kind that airlines use to sterilize airplane cabins. So we've been to a few indoor play places that have advertised this as well. Like we fog blast the shit out of this whole Yeah, spot. this happened w- when we were at uh, the Dopamine Land exhibit. Yeah, that's they right. They were trying to chase this little boy out of the pit because they were getting ready to fog him. Fog the balls. Yeah. Another... Great standout track from the Yin Yang Twins. There's a lot of easy, <laughs> low hanging jokes. I wonder if our listeners have any heard anyone make jokes about balls about the Yin Yang before. Twins. Oh, maybe just balls in this context. I think I mostly just like thinking about the the band Yin Yang Twins. <laughs> I don't even remember what their song was. No, I don't either. I assume that you did. Uh, while you look that up, I will say um, that the Color Factory is quite proud of their antibacterial sterilization option. And uh, the chief executive in this article said, quote, I would contend that in a pre-COVID world, and especially in a post-COVID world, that we have the cleanest ball pit on the planet. I love that. Mm-hmm. When you when you got it, flaunt it. You know? <laughs> uh, shake it like a salt shaker. Oh. Uh, featuring Little John and the East Side Boys. A lot of collabs. Yin Yang Twins have been involved in. Uh-huh. Um, I love a ball pit. We brought two fucking club bangers this this week, I think. Uh, uh-huh. for, for kids and adults. Here's the thing. Sometimes I jump in the ball pit, our private ball pit, to play with our kids. <laughs> it's great. It's uh-huh. fun. Yeah, and I, I will say, like, there were a lot of things uh, during the height of the pandemic that I thought I will never do again. I also probably would have been in the ball pit camp. Right. Uh, and I will say, definitely, when we take our children to locations with ball pits, all I think about is when they get out and I can wipe them down. Yes. <laughs> but I'm glad they exist. It is a safe location. Uh, kids, man, kids love them. Kids love them. And it's indoors, which this time of year is really appealing. Yeah, Absolutely. That's it for our show. Thank you so much to Bowen and Augustus for the use of our theme song, Money Won't Pay. You can find a link to that in the episode description. Uh, thank you to Maximum Fun for having us on the network. Go to MaximumFun.org. Check out all the great shows that they have uh, over there. I'm going to plug once more. New season of Adventure Zone just started. The Adventure Zone versus Dracula. I'm uh, GMing. We're playing D&D 5th Edition. And my family is Vampire Hunters. Hunting down Dracula. I finished the first episode. It was so fun. Thank you, baby. The characters are great. The whole premise is great. Thank you. I'm excited about the adventures to come. Thank you, baby. I appreciate mm-hmm. I appreciate you. We got merch over at McElroyMerch.com that you can go and check out, including the uh, Three Wolf Brothers shirt. I don't know the name of it. It's us, but it's like the three wolves howling at the moon, but it's us. Grown men. Are you able to track those sales in real time? Yeah, a million. A million. <laughs> yeah. So... No big deal. Um, that's going to do it for us, though. We'll be back next week. Oh, can I can I share another cute thing that our kid our kids did? Yeah. Uh, so we got like the snow overalls, the snow overalls. Oh, they're good. 
Gus put him on, and then he's like, I look like mommy. Yeah. Which I was so charmed by because as listeners of the show know, I'm a big fan of overalls. Rachel I have overall. at least four pairs, and yeah. I wear them quite frequently on the weekends. And yeah. I was so happy to be associated with that brand. Yeah. Um, get at us. Get at us, overalls company. Yeah. Any overalls company, if you want to get at us, um, then j- I don't know how you would go about doing that. Ask Max Fun. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, bye. Maximum Fun, a worker-owned network of artist-owned shows, supported directly by you.